0: This is a Press Center Profile. I'm Steve Dunlop. Today, the most famous female journalist almost no one remembers. It's 10.15 in New York, and this is Martha Dean, and good morning, everybody. And I Women's angle? What's that? Martha Dean nice once asked. Women are people. If a story is good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad. Before I tell you about our guests on the Martha Dean program this morning... Marion Young-Taylor, whom listeners of New York radio station WOR knew as Martha Dean, is perhaps the greatest forgotten pioneer for women in broadcast journalism. Her daily 45-minute interview show ran for 32 years, from 1941 to 1973. Well, now, wait a minute. You had only three days to get through mm-hmm. the 1,000 miles, and you've already been five hours in yes. jail. So. so we were very nervous. Through those that. years, wrote the New York Times, some 10,000 guests, many among the most famous people in the world, sat across from her, often responding to her gentle prodding by revealing information that newspapers immediately rushed to pick up. We ought to let politics go for a while. Back up the president. Can you let politics go, Admiral Byrd, in a democracy? Um, only in time of a crisis. And I think to be about the only one. Perhaps that's because, like, unlike many female on. broadcasters of the era, Marion Taylor long refused, long refused long to be thought of as a woman's reporter. She was a reporter who happened to be a woman. Not long out of college, Marion went to work for the Scripps Howard newspaper Syndicate. They sent her to Europe as women's editor, perhaps expecting reports on the latest fashions from Paris. But her tenure there coincided with the rise of Nazism. Before long, she reported from the Reichstag in Berlin that Adolf Hitler had sent troops into the Rhineland, an area that was supposed to be a demilitarized zone. Around the same time, WOR had created a persona named Martha Dean for a daytime program aimed at housewives. Party Broadway. Step, step on your dial. On. The first host to use the name, Mary Margaret McBride, left to start a show under her own name at CBS. McBride's replacement lasted only a short while. Marion Taylor, now back in the U.S. and working as a journalism teacher, learned of the vacancy, passed the audition, and became WOR's third and longest-lasting Martha and Dean. now here is Deborah Carr. Well, I'm so glad to have you on the Martha Dean program. That comes straight from the heart. Oh, uh, well, I've I've, I've been longing to come, you know. Have you? For years and years and years. I don't know how it is... World celebrities of all kinds were Martha Dean staples, and not just actors and playwrights. So were U.S. presidents, British prime ministers, U.N. secretaries general. For the listener, it was a potluck experience. Guests were rarely announced in advance, so you never knew who Martha Dean, or Marion Taylor would be talking to next or talking about. I agreed to abide by the rules of Alcoholics Anonymous. But Bill, co-founder of AA, is here. Good morning, Bill. Good morning to you. Thanks very much for having us on the air with you. I'm glad you're here, too. You won't find many audio clips of Marion Taylor online. Most of her surviving work is on lacquer disc or undigitized audio tape at places like the Smithsonian or the Paley Center for Media. But there is one clip i found that seems to speak to our moment. Here she is, the morning after Election Day, 1946, speaking about Thomas Dewey's re-election as governor of New York. And in the true tradition of this country... Losing candidates of whatever party sent their congratulations and assurances of cooperation to those who won the election. Mr. and Mrs. John Public, however they voted yesterday, will be doing much the same thing. Because the country is best served by the sincere efforts of those from both parties. Contributing to the progress of this nation has never been a closed corporation. Here's a kind of a While her counterpart McBride left network radio in the 1950s, Marion Taylor kept on. She broadcast on WOR for two more decades, almost to the end. She died of cancer in 1973 at the too young age of 65. Women like to think with my guests, the Times Obituary quoted her as saying. If all they wanted was entertainment, they would have tuned me out a good long ago. Many of my programs have been no laughing matter. This has been a Press Center Profile. I'm Steve Dunlop. Subscribe to the RSS feed of the Press Center commentary by visiting DunlopMedia.com forward slash podcast.